We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Oh, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pizapia. With me, as always, um, on uh, this lovely, lovely Thursday, is the one, the only Doug Thorburn. Doug, what's happening, my man? Well, things are getting real. It is getting real. I'm, I'm just happy, by the way, that uh, you and I aren't injured because I feel like everything <laughs> is. Oh, I've never seen anything like this. On my show yesterday, I rattled off a name of all the pitchers who are injured right now on the disabled list, and it's staggering. I kind of want to have a draft where we just go and we just draft pitchers and see who can come up with the best injured rotation. Because I think it would be oh, fun. That would be, it would be an amazing rotation. And, and for all the kvetching that's going on right now with the 10-day DL and if teams are abusing it, so many of these pitcher injuries are ones that it wouldn't matter if you had a 10-day DL, 15-day DL. These guys are out for months. Yes. If you, you know, tear your lat muscle, if you're, you know, if your elbow is no longer connected to your arm, you're going to be out for a while. And yeah, you know, it is kind of frustrating that, you know, the 10 day DL was supposed to be this thing that I thought was going to help guys get back quicker, but instead it's become the thing where everybody goes on it for everything just so you could free up the roster space. Yeah. And I get it from a major league baseball standpoint, but don't they care about us as fantasy owners? Luckily, <laughs> this doesn't happen in daily fantasy. You don't have to worry about this nonsense. And that's why we're hitting it hard here on the podcast sponsored by FanDuel. So let's get to it. Let's start with the pitchers for Thursday. Let's start at the top of the board on FanDuel with Dallas Keuchel at 10,500, taking on the New York Yankees. And that's a team that Keuchel in his career has pretty much owned. And that's an offense that is going nuts this year. But talk about going nuts. I mean, Dallas Keuchel. Whoa, whoa. This is even better. What is it? The immovable force meets the uh, resistible object. I never get that right. I have no idea what that (laughs) metaphor is. But whatever it is, that's what's happening. (laughs) The thing hitting the other thing that it's not supposed to hit, and then something else happens. That's what I was told. I I mean, I I love Keiko in that this is a guy who feels his position, who relies on changing speeds, who has command that goes beyond walk rates or 
don't even get me started on command effects and how it fails on a player such as Keiko, who's who, everything he throws moves and it moves so much. Um, but I just love that he can defend his position and that he seems to be getting better over time. Uh, he's just a fascinating case for me. And, and a team like the Yankees, they could obviously punish anyone, but this is, there aren't a lot of elite options. In fact, there's no elite options unless you count Keiko on today's slate. So uh, the, the top end's definitely thin. Okay, let's talk about the other guys that are the quote-unquote top end. Zach Greinke, I feel like it's just, you know, like they have no nobody else to put over, you know, double-digit $1,000, so they just decided Zach Greinke will be that guy at home against the Pirates. And I know the Pirates lineup is, you know, got some Ks in it. It's certainly, you know, not the same lineup without Marte and all that. But, I mean, with the ownership being so high everywhere else on Keiko, most likely in cash games, can you make a case for Granky here? I mean, Granky has pitched well. I don't want to, you know, poo-poo Zach Granky, but I just don't know if he's a $10,000 pitcher. Although, 40-plus in his last four starts, I, I'm, I guess the algorithm is correct, and we need to kind of, you know, shake off the, the dust of the early Zach Granky. Yeah, I, I like what Granky's done so far this year. I mean, for obvious reasons, but I like him in general this year. It's, it's funny, I felt that the consensus was too high on him coming into last year, and so I, I tended to be the low guy in the totem pole. But no way I saw that kind of collapse coming. And then uh, this year, he's kind of gotten back on track. But because the expectations are so out of whack, either too low of expectations from last year's debacle or too high of expectations from 2015, it's, it, it's kind of tough to gauge, even though he's actually been – Aside from last year, a very consistent starter. And you're right, the, the, the Pirates don't have a lineup that scares anyone. And so I tend to like Grinky this year, and especially as a, a bit of a zig move while everyone else zags towards Keiko. Um, I like Grinky, and especially when you look at the other options, I like him that much more than the other options. And, and I think the, the lack of top-end options is what makes the, the 10K viable. Now, you got one pitching matchup here that I think is fascinating because I like both of these guys, and I can't decide which. you got Jason Vargas, who is the ERA leader. And no, I'm, I'm not just making that up. Jason Vargas is the ERA leader right now in Major League Baseball. And on the other side of this game, you got Jake Odorizzi, who both of these guys I find to be very good pitchers in this matchup tonight. 8,800 for Vargas, 81 for Odorizzi. If you got to pick between the two, which way do you go? One, it's... It's so interesting because I tend to target pitchers. Go, pitch, anybody going against the Rays because of the high strikeouts, the Rays lead the majors in strikeouts by like 40. And then uh, anyone facing the Royals because they have the least run scored in the league. I mean, this is these are two offenses that are just It's the right resistible forward. force meeting the immobile object. <laughs> the I'm opposite. sorry, I was trying to do it again. I just didn't. <laughs> um, but you asked the question, my answer would be Odorizzi. I just refuse to buy into the Vargas. Well, I mean, uh, the the thing with Vargas is they they said that it's I, I think he's added the pitch to his repertoire or whatever they're saying is, and eh, I know at a certain point we have to not not buy it wholeheartedly on him, but especially in the daily community, I guess where you have that opportunity to not have long term relationship with him, I think it's okay to go that way. But I, I kind of agree with you. I'd rather save the seven hundred dollars myself. Let's talk about another guy who's even cheaper than both of them. Maybe he's a GPP play. Got rained out today. Uh, as we're recording this for tomorrow on Thursday here. Uh, Derek Holland, who another guy who's been terrific this year. He's facing the Twins, another team that strikes out a fair amount with Brian Dozier, probably not in the lineup again, too. So that's a positive there. Uh, this is a guy who's given you quality starts in three of his last three tries, 
and honestly, in three, four, five of his last six starts. So Derek Holland's another one where I think GBP play, I think you throw him in there, right? I think, like you said, as a GBP play, I mean, cash games, I tend to not take too many chances with my one pitcher. Uh, but as a GPP play, absolutely. And then for that other popular DFS site, I don't know why, but for some reason his price dropped like 2500 even though it was just a rainout. So he went from being someone where I thought the price was kind of outrageous to all of a sudden he's a bargain. So if you play on the other site, uh, there's he might be an opportunity waiting to happen there. But uh, uh, with, with FanDuel, I think he's he's kind of right on the cusp. Like you said, he wants the tournament play, but uh, as a cash game play, definitely not. Well, I would say, too, I mean, what makes Holland then such a bargain is because you compare him with a bigger pitcher. If you want to pair him with, you know, in a cash game with, let's say, Keiko, you want to go up to the top of the board. Real quick, too, you know, just so we talk about it, you know, if you want to go contrarian tonight, is Michael Pineda the way to go? You, you mentioned the Yankees are rolling. We know that Keiko owns the Yankees historically. But Pineda so far this year, another one. I mean, the quality starts are a little bit iffier. You know you're going to get some of those five-inning starts out of him. But you know the strikeouts are going to be there. Maybe there's a little bit of, you know, headway to be made there on the contrary end with Michael Pineda. What do you think about that? If I agreed that he was contrarian, then I would agree with everything else that you said. But I have a feeling people are kind of on Pineda this year. Really? Even yeah. even against tonight? Against the – wow, against Houston. I, mean, I didn't think they would. Astros, but – I feel like he's been the sabermetric darling for so many years where everyone's waiting for the ERA to catch up to the peripherals. And now he's doing exactly that. Now he's putting up the the ERA to match the peripherals. And so I think a lot of people are kind of seeing it as, all right, Pineda's finally doing what we had hoped and expected him to do. So even facing a tough lineup in Houston, uh, I think that the ownership might be, might be wrong, but I think the ownership isn't going to be really low on Pineda. All right, now, A.J. Cole, I think, is the way that I'm going to go in terms of who I want to troll. Now, there's some, some weather in play here, but, you know, A.J. Cole's been a quad A player. I understand his first start wasn't awful. He did walk four guys and somehow came out with the win and the quality start, but uh, I don't think it's going to be very kind to him in Baltimore. So that's my first stack outside of the obvious Colorado, and you got the Dodgers playing in Colorado and all that fun stuff. But if you're going for another one, I'm looking at Washington, who's not going to come cheap, but certainly there. And, of course, our good friend Bronson Arroyo is back in town. Uh, San Francisco Giants. you like the Giants at all here? I don't, just because the Giants' offense is that rough. But I, I do like uh, stacking the Reds against Ty Blatch, though. Yeah. I think he's that rough, and the Reds' offense has been that, that surprising. Yeah, they, they really have been. And you're okay with that, even though it's not in Cincinnati, right? Yep. Yeah, I know San Francisco suppresses home runs more than any ballpark does. Uh, but at the same time, my as much as I dislike Arroyo, I think the Giants are going to have a hard time taking advantage of anybody right now. Um, and the Reds seem to be taking advantage of more pitchers than I expect. So I, I think they could put together a decent number of runs. Uh, home runs be damned. All right, now let's talk about the catcher right now who's been on fire lately. He's got a bunch of home runs the last couple of games. So top of the board at 3,900. Talk about Bronson Arroyo and trolling him. You, you got to kind of start with Buster Posey, right? Oh, man. Posey's been – we've been kind of waiting for him to come around on this. <laughs> right? Oh, he's come around. If, if there's one giant to own, it's definitely Posey. Now, he's one of those guys that because his platoon splits are so huge, I tend to only target him against lefties. But against Bronson Arroyo, it's like as if he has the platoon advantage. So uh, he, I do think that he's 
he's worthy of the top spot among catchers, but I'm not spending 3,900 on him. I'm not even as good as he is. I just kind of call the catcher position. Uh, it's one of those areas that to save some money to put elsewhere. Oh, sure. Well, let's save some money. Let's go towards the bottom here. Uh, if Chris Herman's playing, maybe that's an option for you. Well, who are you looking for to save money with a catcher where you can go and, you know, get a little return on investment and matchups good, the ballpark maybe. I know Luke Roy, we keep talking about him at 27, but there's some rain in that game potentially too. Cervelli uh, is another one that I always talk about. He's got the matchup against Greinke, so I'm kind of less apt to go there. But I always like Cervelli's contact rates. The fact he's just, you know, the ceiling is low, but the floor is high. And I think a catcher, that's something that I'll take. How about you? Where are you looking for for catcher tonight? Well, our, our boy Jet. I, I can't get Jet. away from our boy Jet. And especially because he crushes lefties. He's facing Eduardo Rodriguez. So I, I definitely like what he brings to the table. He's only 2700 bucks for tomorrow. So, uh, so for Thursday, so I I like uh, him as a cost saving measure who could pop one. All right, first base top of the board, pretty obvious. You got Vado, you got Goldschmidt, you got Thames. Usual suspects there, but I want to talk about Mark Reynolds, who you know, look, uh, you know, <laughs> this is what you love about Mark Reynolds. You love when he plays in Coors Field, and you know the opportunities there. He's got Ryu uh, first start off the DL in Colorado. Congratulations, Yonjin Ryu. You get to come back and you pitch in Colorado. <laughs> Maybe you should have turned that 10-day into a 15-day. I'm just saying maybe that would have been the smart thing. Maybe we could have somehow squeezed that out with the league office. But uh, what are your thoughts on Reynolds in this one against Ryu? You think 4,300 too much, or is that just about right? I, I think that's uh, it's actually – well, 4,300 is probably just about right for him. Um, but I am surprised at some of the prices of guys playing Colorado today. And Cody Bellinger, he's at 3,600 also in Colorado. I love that price tag for him. Um, I, pretty much anyone in Colorado, you got, you got to love, but usually they're kind of priced out of your out of your roster range. But there are a number of guys who are absolutely reasonable today, and for me, it starts with Cody Bellinger. I got another one who's super reasonable at thirty three hundred. Hanley Ramirez came out of the game last night, and he looks like a, <clears throat> he might be headed for at least a couple of days off. But how about Mitch Moreland against Jimmy Nelson in uh, Milwaukee? Looking at that opportunity there for Mitch Moreland, I think there's some definitive playing time in his future. And right now, that price is going to be super cheap. Yeah, absolutely. And the guy just keeps hitting doubles, right? Yeah. Hey, doubles machine, I'll take it. Some of those doubles eventually going to turn into dingers, especially in Milwaukee. There's that opportunity. And I know just the guy to do it, and his name is Jimmy Nelson. Uh, anybody else on that? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, if Trey Mancini's in the lineup, that's another guy at 3,300 that you might be able to make a case for. Anybody else, though, before we close the page on first base, uh, is it the, uh, is it the you know, basically, I understand that the top is very tempting, because these guys have been so good. Goldschmidt's hit the ball well. Thames have been a monster. So is Votto. But, you know, there is depth. Even Bellinger 36 is a little bit on the pricier side. Is there somebody else there that I'm not seeing, or did we basically cover them all? Well, at first base, is, you know, when I look for a bargain, I'm looking for something at 3000 or under. And at first base, there's just not a lot of bargains. that They really – I feel like there's almost a, an inflation for all first basemen for this late. Uh, but I do like Brendan Bell at 3200 and also Chris Davis at 3,300. I get you that Mancini's been way better this season, but Davis is the kind of guy who could just have a day for you. Yeah, also- and A.J. Cole is that kind of too. I feel like A.J. Cole definitely, I think we're going to start talking about a lot of uh, 
a lot of the Baltimore Orioles, in fact, we you know we didn't mention him at catcher, but Juan Castillo, maybe he's in the mix too. All right, let's go over to the other side of the diamond, over at third base. Arenado, 4,700. Justin Turner, 42. Joey Gallo, basically home run or bust, 4,000. But in all fairness to Joey Gallo, it's been a fair amount of home runs so far in the early going. And I want to talk about Manny Machado, who's at 3,800 against A.J. Cole. To me, this is my happy spot at third base today. I'm loving Machado against Cole. I think there's a great opportunity for him there today. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe the price when I saw it on Machado. He, he's someone who, granted, he, maybe he gets a little bit streaky at times, but right now he's in the middle of a hot streak. So what, he, he's worth, you know, 44, 4,500 easily right now. So to, to see him at 3,800 and versus Washington facing someone who's not Scherzer and not Strasburg, yeah, I'm, I'm with it all day. You know, and I'm I'm good with paying up. I, I know Suarez is probably a decent value at 33 as well. You mentioned uh, that San Francisco matchup being one that you might want to have some mini stacks or at least some shares of. But I'm looking at third base right now, and and it's it's not good. It's just it, you know you still got Beltray out, you still got Donaldson out, Bregman hasn't hit. You know, it, it's just not good. It's it's a space where I think you have to at this point allow yourself. A little bit pay flexibility. If you agree, you're going to have to go to the Morelands of the world and some of the guys we mentioned over at first base, maybe Chris Davis, because you're going to have to pay for a little bit of third base. I mean, I know Jake Lamb has been quiet lately, but he's back at home against Garrett Cole, so that's a favorable matchup. Shaw's another one potentially there. You know, in Milwaukee is a good matchup, but even those guys, we're talking thirty-seven hundred dollars and for more guy that I'm big on, and that is Evan Longoria. Maybe it's just, just me. I can't get away from platoon splits, but the guy crushes the lefties. I know he hasn't been great this year, but he's facing off against Vargas. And as I said earlier, I'm I'm not a believer in Vargas. So for three thousand, if you're looking for a cost cutting move that could work out, that could work out really well, Longoria is the way to go. All right, now that Cano was dealing with an injury the other day at second base, then he decided he was going to play, and oh, oh, oh what a, what a night he had! <laughs> so I guess Robinson Cano is is healthy. Uh, so far, I mean, back-to-back a home run night. So Robinson Cano looks pretty damn good right now, 4,200. Uh, so don't be concerned about him if you want to pay up there that there's any health issue because certainly the bat looks healthy enough. You got Daniel Murphy as well on there. And it, right now, you know, the, the, the Toronto Blue Jays are just reeling. So I think Cano is certainly in play. Uh, Dozier, I would most likely think, is out again in this one. Sterling Castro, I, I know it's Keiko, but Castro at home has been a beast all of last year. We're talking about a guy with a 1,000 OPS in Yankee Stadium last year, and that trend is continuing this year. Uh, Dustin Pedroia starting to pick it up as well at 36. Where is Doug Thorburn looking tonight at second base? Who catches your eye? Well, anytime I see Jose Altuve anywhere but the top spot, I get excited about it. He's 3,900 for today. He's the fourth most expensive second baseman. And so I just can't help but drift that direction. I love me some Altuve. To me, he's he's slump proof, which is very hard to find. And he's one of those guys who can do so many things. And the number of times he's helped me out late game with just that, you know, that clutch single in the steel or whatever it is, he brings so many elements. Uh, so I definitely like him. But again, at 3900 that's a bit pricey. So coming down the board, uh, I like Rene Odor at 3000 And again, this is a guy who's had kind of a rough year, but the talent is so huge and his opponent is so not. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this is another guy too I want to talk about skill set-wise. And I'm going to bring this up because he had two walks 
uh, the other night, which I think is a very positive sign for him turning it around. I don't think he's a 200 hitter. I think he's better than how he's played so far. And that's Jonathan VR, uh, who, you know, I, the stolen bases haven't gone anywhere. That's still part of his game. Really, it's been a matter of making contact and getting good at bats. And I think he's a guy who's, you know, got off to a little start and started pressing. But the two walks the other night, I know it's one game, but to me, that matters. To me, that's something where I say, okay, I think he's starting to take better at bats. He's starting to realize, look, you know, I got to get some walks. I got to get on base. I got to help the team. I think that's positive. He's put up back-to-back 12 spots. So that's four times value for that $3,200 salary. Would you be buying in on him in a GPP tonight? Yeah. In fact, I had a hard time choosing between uh, Odor and VR. And I think those two walks are encouraging, especially for a guy who derives a lot of his value from steals. So if he's, if he's working his way on base, that's just points waiting to happen. Right. That, that turns almost like doubling your money, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like when Jonathan Villar gets on first, you pretty much get uh, put second right next to it. All right. Uh, <laughs> top of the board here at shortstop, you got Corey Seager at 4,300. Uh, you know, always a, a good play in Colorado. Of course, you want that. Uh, Gene Segura, 42. Carlos Correa, 39. Xander Bogart, still no power at 38. And Trey Turner continues to be very puzzling. Uh, the, the one thing I will say, though, Corey Seager, I know it's Colorado guys, but his numbers versus lefties are not good. Is, is that enough? And I mean really not good. So is that enough to scare you away from Corey Seager tonight despite the Colorado matchup? It is. The combination of that and Trey Turner only being 3,700. And I mean Trevor Story, he's really been having a he's been having a tough time as well. But he's also playing Colorado. He's only thirty five hundred. And I mean Seager versus a lefty, that's like Story normally, right? Yeah, and you know Didi's been hot since he's come off the DL too. Uh, I, again, I keep saying it, I know this is a tough one to sell because Keiko's been so good against the Yankees. The Yankees are playing really well. I think they're going to get up for this game. And I could see if you have Keiko in the safe stuff and cash games. But I, I think in this one, if you go some shares of Yankees in this tournament play style, uh, that I, you might be able to make some hay because I just think that there's that mentality there where, hey, Keiko dominates the Yankees. Let's just, you know, get off them. But, you know, you could certainly make that argument there. Uh, some of the other guys, too, playing well this year. Uh, Zach Kozart's been an on-base machine. If you're talking about want to get some of the Reds in there, I mean, I know the power hasn't been fantastic, but when you got an on-base over 400, that's going to equate to fantasy points and at $3,300 in salary. You're talking about a guy who's going about, you know, somewhere between nine and 25 points every night in Cozart for the last week of change. Yeah. And right below him is Chris Owings at 3,200. Yep. It's, you know, same kind of thing as far as I, uh, kind of what I was speaking of with Altuve, where he has so many ways that he can contribute. And at that price point, I mean, in general, I feel like he's been overpriced this year because it seems like he's playing over his head. At that price, it's absolutely affordable. He's facing Gary Cole and the Pirates, and you know Cole's good, but he's not that good. No, he's uh, what they call in the business overrated, uh, but we are not. We are not. We're covering baseball, and baseball obviously is here. So don't get stranded on first base without a RotoWire subscription, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com/RotoWire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. And users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. All right, last but certainly not least, let's get to the outfield, shall we there, Mr. Thorburn? Bryce yes, Harper, 4,900. You got to leave Trout away because of the hamstring. Mookie Betts starting to turn things around. Mookie Betts a little bit, 45. Uh, then you got Charlie Blackman underneath him. Any of these elite guys, the high price guys, catch your fancy here. 
Uh, is it Mookie Betts right now who's starting to turn things on? Because I got to tell you, the rest of this high-end group, you know, even Aaron Judge with the Keiko matchups a little bit troubling for me. But I got Blackman and Betts. Those are the two where I say, okay, for 4500 if I want to pay up for one of them, I can justify the concept. I think choosing the Colorado guy is smart. And like you said, Betts is really heating up. We all know how good he is. He just took a little while to get going. Um, so, so now he's officially scary if you're not rostering him at this point. And, you know, Bryce Harper can always do damage. But at 4900 you're paying for that damage. So the, the top end of the outfielder pool is really pricey. It's really expensive. And it's, it's, it's weird kind of seeing those prices from guys who aren't playing Colorado. So that really kind of puts the Blackman situation in perspective. Uh, but overall, I'm kind of avoiding the top end of the outfielder pool. I just, it's a little too rich for my blood. Yeah, especially when you have to spend at third base, it looks like, and spend some of the other infield spot where we just hit where, you know, between injuries and between lack of performance in some of these spots, you're better off paying up for some of the sure things and trying to find a little value. I do like this 1A top of the board, though. I like Ian Desmond against Ryu in Colorado. And I'll tell you what, too, I like what I've seen out of Jock Peterson since he's been back, too. Uh, he's starting to hit the ball the other way a little bit, a little un-Jock Peterson-like which I think is fascinating. The on-base has been high since he's been up. Sort of a different version of Peterson. Now, I know it's a small sample size. I know it's a lefty, so I don't know if he's going to play or not. But Yeah, he probably won't play against the lefty, unfortunately. But with tools out, do you think maybe they're they're strapped or they've got to say, well, let's throw it out and see what happens, or do you think they're going to just stick to that platoon straight away? Uh, if they put him out there, it's because they're forced to due to injuries. And I don't know. I just don't like Jacques against a lefty. Oh, and I, I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Well, you know, it's you know, this when when you surrender against lefties as much as he does, you can call him a French name. That's perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> what about George Springer, thirty six hundred against Michael Pineda in Yankee Stadium? Yankee Stadium certainly a, a a great place to look for offense. And it's funny because Springer was you know uh, on the tip of everybody's tongue, and I know he hasn't had huge games lately, but you're talking about a guy who's going three times value every night, still at 3,600 with certainly the upside for more. So the floor has been really consistent. He's getting you basically nine points minimum with a couple, you know, four or five times values in there too. But I'm looking at Springer as a guy at 36, who's certainly not going to kill me. And I know I could basically lock in nine points there with the possibility for twice as many. Yeah. I like the Springer price uh, in, in general, when a guy is, when a player that strong, is seeing that much of a discount from a small slump, I'm all about it. So uh, I definitely like the Springer price. And someone very close to him uh, in, in price is Ryan Braun, who's now back in the lineup uh, for the Brewers. He's at 3700 Once again, he matches lefties, and he, he's up against Eduardo Rodriguez. So uh, I, I definitely like the Braun play. All right, I'm going to go back to trolling A.J. Cole for a second. And this is a guy that's getting hot. We know this particular guy, when he gets hot, it's one of those guys who could just carry a fantasy team for a week or a night, and we just need him for a night. But Mark Trumbo, two home runs in his last three games. He's got A.J. Cole on the mound there. Uh, Trumbo, Machado, Davis. Uh, I mean, I think we like all these guys in Baltimore. Who else in the outfield lower than that catches your fancy? Well, you know, it, it, one guy I keep going to, I've gone to the well over and over again with this guy, uh, and that's Corey Diggerson. The only problem is that he's facing Vargas and he struggles with lefties. So, in this one case, I feel like I can't necessarily touch him, but Adam Jones is only 3,200. He also gets the A.J. Cole situation, and for 3,200, I feel like that'll be easy for him to turn a profit. 
Now, I don't think he's a great player, but Ben Gamble at 3,000 right now is a hot player. And he's got the lefty-righty matchup with Estrada going. Uh, is that a guy that you throw in there too? Maybe a tournament play? Or, you know what, heck, maybe he's a lineup builder for the cash games to go up there and afford Keiko or Granke. You think Ben Gamble actually comes into your sphere tonight? I think in terms of the whole season, no way. But oh, God, is, no. this is DFS. We Absolutely. don't want to. We don't want to say things we can't take back. We certainly don't want to be putting giant shares of Ben Gamel on our season long. But for for tonight, <laughs> right now, I mean, it's a hot bat in a situation where the matchup is favorable in a favorable offensive ballpark. Everything's kind of pointing that direction. And you know, you're always going to need. You know, you mentioned trying to you know save a catcher. If you don't want to save a catcher, you want to go to a pose. You got to find an outfielder somewhere around that three K or less. And he's that guy. Is there anybody else too cheap wise you think has a chance to return value? Yeah, I love that price point on him. Uh, you got Keon Pro- Broxton's another three thousand yep. dollar guy who's he's kind of been a boomer bust lately, but the booms have been huge. Uh, so I definitely like that. Um, man, once you once you get down there, there's a lot of guys who are you know Jackie Bradley Jr. is a number is a name that flashes at you, but he's been so been bad, horrible this year. You can't touch him. No, nope. there's no way. He's been bad. What about David Peralta? I know he's been quiet lately too, but, you know, back at home, I mean, ownership certainly will be low and with good reason because he's been awful quiet, but the talent's been there and he was pretty good in April. I think he's got off to a slow start here in May, but is that another spot there against Cole in Arizona where maybe you get a little something out of him, but, you you know, a tournament play only, obviously? I I think so. I I think... That's one of the names that stands out if you're looking for that cheap option. It, look, if you're looking to catch lightning in a bottle with Gamble, maybe with Peralta, it's not even you – know, this is a guy who has actual talent that can last throughout the season. If he's in a small slump now, that discount's built in. So for 2900 I like it. All right. He's Doug Thorburn. You can follow him on Twitter at Doug underscore Thorburn. You can follow me at Joe Pisa, PS17. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.